Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Thousands of parents across the country uh, could be left without childcare as facilities warn that rising costs are pushing them to the brink. Many early childcare and education services providers say they face closure as a result of the government's proposal for core funding support due to come into play on September the 1st. And the Federation of Early Childcare Providers said today the £221 million core funding programme announced three weeks ago by the Minister for Children, Rodrigo Gorman, is seriously flawed and threatens the service provision. Uh, and I want to speak to Elaine Dunn, uh, who joins me. She's the chairperson of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. Good afternoon to you, Elaine. Hi, Niall. How are you? This is like deja vu, Elaine. The last time we spoke was just before the pandemic, I think, when we had more or less the same problem and we were in the same situation. And here we are, back to square one again. And you believe that Roderick's money is just not good enough and seriously flawed. And explain to people why you believe it's flawed. Um, It is flawed for the small services, small to medium services. So you have your ECCE services that open up in your local community um, halls and in uh, beside the house. Somebody might have a building in their garden. And um, these lovely small little, um, you know, services that are hugely affected. Okay. Um, they are going to break even on this new core funding. So it's seriously flawed if the small services are going to break even and the large services are getting thousands. If, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Okay. And this is what's going on. So the larger services, you mean those services that would be grouped so they would have, you know, one in every town, so to speak, those larger, uh, I suppose, operations or franchise that would have services in every town looking after young children. Now, I did get a text, by the way, when I mentioned just before the break there, and somebody says, I was only talking to a mother this morning who is moving and can't get a crash place. I can't get after school services anywhere for September and loads of places now not, not offering it anymore. And that seems to be replicated across the country. Yeah, look, there's a huge um, waiting list across the country for, for children. It's anything up to two to three years, and that's a huge issue as well. And then you're going to see mass closures coming in, in June if something isn't given to the SJ services, these small um, mm. little services. that Some of them do run, maybe have after schools in the afternoon. So if you lose the, the morning one, the after schools is going to take a hit as well. So, you know, realistically, we have been asking our government to up the capitation for the ETA services, up to €100 Euros, to give them viability and to ensure that they stay open for the local communities. But we haven't heard anything. Um, we've had no response so far. So we're just sitting back and waiting and hoping that um, the department are listening um, and they realise the urgency of the need for these ETA services to be given more funding. And this needs to be addressed today, not in two weeks' time. We're coming into Easter now and these service providers, they don't know where they are or where they stand. And you're going to lose. This is going to fail for the children and for the parents. So a lot, of, a lot of these services are on the brink at the moment of not, you know, making money and basically closing down. And I know you're asking no. providers to, you know, to kind of send letters to TDs, etc. and put out, put, put together some protests uh, in the interim because obviously this needs to be done now, not on September the 1st, because that would be too late. Yeah, exactly. And I think people need to realise, parents um, need to realise that the ETCHE scheme that came in 12 years ago, that has only ever had um, a hike in the, the, the capitation of 7% in 12 years. So these are the services that cannot charge any uh, fee to the parent. And these are the services you're going to lose. High quality, these staff in, in these services, they're, they're degree-led, they're super amazing people. They get the children, they educate them, they, they get them ready for junior infants in school. 
they're just super amazing um, teachers and they need to be acknowledged as teachers and you know at the end okay. of the day and, and by the way I do, I do want to put it into perspective in case you've confu- we've confused listeners so the HA service that, the capitation that you talk about uh, the cost of living has gone up 6% since last year that's, mm-hmm. uh, that particular capitation has only gone up 7% since 2010 so that puts things into perspective for people and, and, and give people a, um, an idea of the rising costs that you're experiencing when we talk about the rising costs of providing the service uh, what cost are we talking about liability insurance all those rents your your insurance your rent your rates your um staff wages your food bill your electricity your heating everything everything has gone up the rate of inflation is about 5.9 percent now today and it's they they expect it to go up to 6.7 before the year is out and yet even for the other services and um, full day care the small to medium sized full day cares we're expected to cap our fees at uh, the rate of inflation of last September at 2.1%. Okay, how can we do that? That would be recklessly trading on our behalf if we agreed to that capping of fees at this time. There's no way we could afford it. Well, I mean, look, you're like every other business. You're experiencing increase in costs. So you have to, obviously, you have increased in costs. That has to be passed on to somebody, sadly. And and that gets passed on to parents. And it has to. Because unless the government, of course, are going to subsidise you more, which it doesn't seem that they are. Um, Okay, so in relation to what parents can do. Yeah, but go ahead. We, We did. We had huge expectations for this core funding, the same way the parents did. And it's just a major letdown for these services, majorly. They, they just feel so deflated. I mean, we've been holding meetings across the country and we've been speaking to about a thousand providers or more in the last couple of weeks. And they're so deflated and they just said, I'm just, it's easier just to close my doors. And I'm saying, please don't close your doors because we need to get this capitation sorted for you. And then to ensure that all of these children and the parents are not let down for their places in September. What is the best model? I mean, I'm sure you've looked at models across Europe. I know the French model seems to be a good model where parents pay, depending on how much money they earn, they pay for childcare services and the childcare services are then funded by the state. Is the French model probably one of the best models across Europe? Well, it's the only one that isn't failing at the moment. Um, (laughs) Like if you look at the UK, you look at Canada, you look at America, you look at Australia, they're all failing at the moment. You know, when they're funded by the government, you know, and services are closing down left, right and centre. You know, so... um, Okay, but the French model seems to be a reasonable model to work off. So why aren't we replicating that? If we're trying to look for something good that's successful, why aren't we replicating that system? I think it's a question for the department. Um, you know, it, it's not a question I can answer. All I look for now is sustainability for the members of the Federation. And, 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 and by the way, to point out to people, you're not making a fortune. You're not becoming millionaires. Well, some of the larger groups are doing quite well. But, you know, the individual crashes, they're not making a fortune. People no, are not earning no. a lot of money. I mean, the, the average person in your crash or in other people's crashes, smaller crashes, single crashes, how much are they earning? I mean, you know, and they're looking after children and they're providing a very valuable service. Are they? I mean, they're not earning like 30 and 40 euro an hour or anything like that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I wish... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so most would be on just above minimum wage, I imagine. Um, well, no, well, some services, especially in the smaller um, services, it's, it's known that the extra services in particular pay the highest rate of pay, mm-hmm. starting at around 12.50. So, you know, they are, they are up there and it goes up from that. 
Um, so you've got to remember that, like I spoke to providers and some of them don't even get a wage some weeks because they're ensuring that everything, the running costs and everything, that they can pay all their bills and they're looking after their, that's their staff as well. That, that's unsustainable. You know, you, no, no, no. And then, then we're told, oh, well, if you, if with this new core funding, if you are running below what um, you were already, sure, we'll bring you up to what this year's, um, what you're getting this year, the amount of funding you're getting this year. So they're getting zero. On the core funding. I mean, how can that happen? How can the well, department... Well, that, can, well, that can continue. So, Elaine, no. so, so what's the plan? And, and again, the last time... Well, I think I've spoken to you during the pandemic as well. But I mean, yeah. before the pandemic, when, when things were normal, the last time I spoke to you, you were organising protests at the time or there was protests being organised at the time for people to go to the dock. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, so, and, and that all kind of, I, I think, was all knocked on the head because of the pandemic. So what, what's happening now or what's the next step, of course, to get action? And so what we're asking now is for parents to lobby the TDs, go in, meet with your small providers, talk to them and let them tell you what's going on, how the funding has failed them, listen to what they're saying and the help and support the provider in any way you possibly can. Because the last thing we want is mass closures at no. the end of June. Well, that's not going to help service. parents, of course. No. no, no. And I don't think any parent, anybody in a small community, rural or urban, we don't want to see any more closures. 21 services have already told us that they're closing their doors in June. That's Two have already gone in Waterford in Dungarvan. Mm-hmm. No, you know, and, that, and, that, and that can't continue. No. And by no. the way, the re- what was the reaction? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you have written or your group have written to Roger Gorman about you know the flaws in his proposal of twenty one or two hundred twenty one million for the core funding program. What has, has it, been his reaction to to your reaction? So we have brought it up at one of the, the meetings, all right, in there, but we're not getting any feedback whatsoever. Um, and I know last night in the doll there was a motion put in by or by Sinn Fein, and a lot of the TDs spoke up on behalf of the federation members, and it was fantastic to see it because finally we have people listening and sitting down with us and understanding what is actually going on in our sector, and that these providers have been left out and look basically discriminated against. But I mean, yeah. your, your sector is vital, of course, to allow, and, and in particular, women, and let's be fair and frank about this, uh, to get to work. Women. Yeah. yeah. 98% women. And if we close our doors, so we have a lot of uh, the mums that would come to us that don't want full daycare. They want to just have those hours. Okay. So they go into work, they do their couple of hours work, and they're home to pick up their child. Yeah. Okay. They, they don't want to go into full daycare services. That's not what they want. You know, so I mean, at, a, at a time when we're trying to encourage and assist women in furthering the, their careers and, you know, having some normality in the way they operate their careers, childcare services are vital. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vital. And if you look at it, like this is going to have a massive, massive impact on the economy if, they, if the departments don't listen to what we're asking for. Okay. And don't come out and meet with us. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. And now I'm going to talk to a few of the creche owners probably before the end of the show as well. Listen, Elaine Dunn, I appreciate you coming on the air today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Elaine Dunn, uh, chairperson of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers. Karen, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Karen? I'm good now, yourself? Good. Now, you own a creche as well. I do, yeah. I'm the manager of a very small, um, Elaine was explaining it there, it's an ECC service. Okay. So an, Eche, yeah, as so, they call it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, early, yeah, early, early childhood care and education service. So, um, like, I run a preschool, so basically I prep all the little ones to yeah. get ready for school to be able to manage things for themselves. I could hear, when I was talking to Elaine, I could hear them all in the background. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm finished for the day. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're on the brink as well. You've lost a lot of money. Yeah, so we'll say 
and an average year now it does say like the figures are 69 euros as Elaine said per child for the 15 hours a week that's what I get okay. I get a higher capitation because I went to college and I got my degree and I went on and did a master's I, I, whether you get a degree or a master's you get paid an extra 10 euros per child per week so with the new core funding they have taken that higher capitation from me they have said that as a manager I can claim a graduate led manager position which according to their ready reckoner works out at 3,000 a year but if you actually add up 10 euros by 11 children by 38 weeks I was earning a lot more yeah. that way for it so it's basically I always the, the best way to describe it to people who, isn't, who aren't in childcare is if you remember when we had massive high unemployment in Ireland and then there was a lot of back to work schemes C schemes and so on named and so they went 100,000 people are off the live register were doing a great job but they really weren't they were giving them the same amount of money as a job money that's yes, basically I get what, you. what what he has done he has said now we're giving you 3,000 euros funding because you're a graduate and that's to help pay your wages but no you've taken it off me I always had it as a higher capitation so for people listening today how, how many sorry how many children are you looking after in, in your I place? have I have 11 children because I work by myself because um, going back to your earlier topic today I can't get staff I can't I, you can't I, get I, staff I can open for 22 children um, there's in fairness, there isn't 22 children in the area at the moment, but I could open for 22, but I just can't get staff. I, I looked for a name worker there for six months and it was just impossible to find. And, and why Why do you think it's impossible? I mean, can, can I ask you, how much are you offering, say, for a, a staff member? How much do you pay? So the AIM, the AIM position, it's, it's to help a child with additional needs. It's actually government funded okay. and they give you 169 a week for 15 hours. Um, obviously I would top that up but a lot of places can't afford to top it up. So much is it an hour? It's just so people it, understand it. Well most people um, in a position myself if I went for it I'd get 11 euros to 12 euros an hour. And this is for qualified people? This is for qualified people. That's yes, it the, is. Uh, who, who, I mean with the greatest respect it would be difficult to, and I understand why it would be difficult to get staff or to get people to go into the industry when you're, when that's the kind of money that's being offered to qualified people. But that's it. I mean they brought it in this year now that sick pay sorry my dog is uh, he's after hearing me. Um, sorry they, so they brought it in this year now that sick pay is mandatory but I've been in childcare for like I think 20 years and I've only been in two paid positions where I had an entitlement to sick pay. But that's why a lot of people have left childcare. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. It's quite shocking, actually. It's quite shocking to hear that, you know, it that is, people yeah, would be in that is. situation. But I mean, like, even with my degree there before, before I took on the business myself, I took it on just at the start of the pandemic madness. But, um, I mean, I would be offered 12 euros an hour. Mm-hmm. And yet, if I went into Aldi, I'm offered 14 euros an hour to stack shelves. And to I know, that's what I'm saying. So you're doing a vital yeah. job of looking after people's children, which is a very responsible yeah. job. You know, and, and I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting it's not a good job to work in Aldi. Of course it is. But yeah, you're, no, you, you earn more and more in a supermarket. That's it, you know. But like, I mean, it is. I mean, we're, we're there. We're inspected by three different departments. We constantly have to do paperwork. I got sick with COVID and I'm not messing the amount of paperwork I had to do just because I had COVID. And then that, this is what's after coming in. I mean, I'm going to, as Elaine pointed out, they, they have now clarified none of us will be down money. But they're also not realising that my ESB for the little preschool has gone from around 60 euros a month to 120 a month. I mean, and my rent has increased. I, and I'm just looking at one of my texts coming in. Somebody said McDonald's are paying 14.50 an hour. 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. you, you could get more with, with greatest respect to people who work there for flipping a burger than you can for looking after children, which is an extremely responsible job. And, and, and that's, that's, the problem yeah. in the, that's the problem in the industry, isn't it? That we can't encourage people into the industry unless we can, or we're willing to pay them. And unfortunately, on the, the amount of money that you're charging and with your costs, you can't pay them any more than that unless the government give you more money. Well, that's it. I mean, that's all that we ever look for. We look for an increase in capitation for a child. I mean, in fairness, the, the ideal would be that the government actually did Department of Education take over the sector. So, and, you, and so you'd be happy to take in 22 children if you could get the staff and if you could get the subsidisation from the state, the capitation from the state to pay somebody to look after those children. It would be fantastic, yeah. but it, it just doesn't seem to be coming. They just don't seem to, to understand it. And are you, are you going to survive past are September? Are you going to survive no, past I'm, September? No, I'm, I'm at the moment, like, I mean, at the moment I, I have spoken to the parents. I have explained it to them. And I'm just I'm just hoping there's going to be, you know, a Hail Mary pass that, that we're going to get some funding. Otherwise, I'm closing in June. Oh, and my. It is heartbreaking. And, and, you know, and like, you've gone to all the trouble yeah. of qualifying yourself and getting your degrees and everything else. And you're, yeah. you're in a situation where you just it just doesn't justify to work. It's it's yeah it is you know it's 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 painful it's it's so heartbreaking. I mean I have children this year that started with me last September that will be with me next September and I'm looking at their parents and I'm going I'm I'm just waiting guys I'm waiting for news. Unfortunately, those, and those parents, if you close, those parents have to find somewhere else and they're going yeah. to struggle to do that because nobody's taking any more kids in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Karen, look, I wish you the best, and I hope the hail mary happens, as you say. I hope. (laughs) I hope again. But what can people do? By the way, again, like Elaine said, I suppose you know locals in the area to lobby the local politician. Basically, that's really all they can do. That's it. it. Just, just keep emailing them and keep asking them the questions and keep saying, like, why is it being announced as this big massive scheme when basically it's you've taken one paycheck and just wrote a different heading on it. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I wish you well, Karen, and I hope you and. uh, the parents of the children you look after can get together and do something. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Nice. All right, okay. That, that's terrible, isn't it? I mean, the, the girl has gone to the trouble of getting degrees and everything and looking for staff to try and increase the amount of children she could take in to make life easier for everybody so people can go to work. And the government are not supporting them, just not supporting them at all. 169 for 15 hours. That's not going to, be, that's not going to really wash it, isn't it? I mean, realistically. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.